0: i tried it I like, let's try it one more
1: let's try it one more time let's do it one i more time. saw
0: your frustration all right
1: no 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 it's all good i mean right. it's just yeah david has done it before he's been like lemon i'm like david what are you doing they're making it hot. <laughs> um three two one
2: is film like milk yes it's got
1: culture in it and it's mm. damn
2: Leche. <laughs> whole milk skim milk medium milk
1: i have nipples greg could you milk could me? could you milk me? Hi and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me coming in from the MI6 uh, location, TBD, is my friend, David William Rogers. Hello.
2: Well, hello to you.
1: David. Wait, no, I fucked it up. Williams. (laughs) David Williams.
2: (laughs) Hmm. David Williams Roger. Oh, Hello, s- sexy woman. That's, I'm is that your name? Sexy <laughs> yes. woman on top.
1: I have some kind of sexual innuendo <laughs> yes. name. Pussy galore. Um, Hello,
2: double vagina.
1: Double vagina, <laughs> vagina. You know, what's funny is we always go like, oh, if you kind of guess from the, you know, from the jokes and from the thing. And then I realized that when people go to our podcast it's on whatever streaming listed, service, whatever it says service. exactly what it is, yeah. they look up the tile. So, you know, we're just like playing tricks and, and everybody out there already knows what the fuck is happening. So
2: anyway, David,
1: with that, what film are we doing today?
2: All right. We are doing Golden Eye. 1995 right and this was Mm pg-13 and this was directed by martin campbell and the writers are ian fleming uh michael france and jeffrey kane did the Mm -hmm. screenplay
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so yeah so this is interesting movie i've seen a lot of different bond movies um but I have not seen this one. Pierce what? Brosnan as the star, my guy, Sheen Bean. Um, who I loved in Game of Thrones, and he's been in a bunch of mm-hmm. other stuff like um, that. Uh, where they Sheen steal the bean. Declaration. <laughs> is, is, that jo- is that a joke? Yes, yes it is a joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> like sheep bean.
1: It's a, it's a jelly, I mean, imagine if flavor. that was actually his name, and he was like, "People have been saying my name wrong <laughs> time." Thank you, David. Thank you. Do people think my name is Ed Helms? It's Egg Helms. <laughs> it's a Great joke. That's a callback to the Auntie Donna Gallery, which, if you haven't seen, go and watch that.
2: Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so- yeah, I believe it is yours synopsis
1: okay and then i cannot wait to introduce this new guest i just met him as i was on mute frustratingly watch us try to figure out this podcast um but i'm excited to introduce you to this comedian but before we do that yes the synopsis so this is a movie about a slutty man in a nice suit who drives around and blows shit up and shoots people and eventually gets rewarded with more clout and more toys. Did I get that? Is that is that what a typical James it's Bond movie pretty, is? Pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this instance, it's a very hairy, sexy, young Pierce Brosnan as Bond. And um, yeah, it's just he just gets laid wherever he goes and he has to save people and he blows up satellites. It's a, it's a great film. I'm excited to get into it with you. Yes. Um, the all-important question, which I will ask about guests in a moment, but I want you to start thinking about is... Who is the best bond? But we're going to get into that because this is, this is in the Pierce Brosnan era. This is the bond I grew up with, the one that I knew. Um, so think on that. But yes, before we get to that, we are welcoming Matt Jones to the podcast. Hello, Matt.
0: What is up, guys? What Thanks up? for having me
1: what is up dog Matt is an actor and stand up comedian based in LA never been don't know what that place is Um, he's performed with Marlon Wayans starred in a short film on IFC been featured on Nickelodeon and All Deaf Digital he releases a new sketch every Monday on his YouTube page we'll have to plug that and a podcast every Friday look at you podcast guy Um, and you just recorded your one man show special last well a couple weeks ago Uh, we always this is an evergreen podcast we're not giving away when we're recording it so that's exciting Um, Matt Welcome to the pod.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm actually super excited about talking about Goldeneye because uh, I don't want to give away my opinion on it, but uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's
1: yeah, we got to make people listen to us yeah. matter on for at least, you know, close exactly. to an hour before we for decide. Sure. Jump in.
2: Well, I got sure. a story. I got a quick story on how Matt and I met. Okay. So it was like one of the first shoots I'd ever done in LA. Um, I think I took off work that afternoon. I got cast in this um, internet commercial for like fitness, like a fitness app. And I get there, they put me in this really tight, like uh tank top, like light blue. I was like popping out of it all over the place. And I was playing the trainer and Matt was playing the trainee. And as I'm doing it, obviously, you know, he's a comedian, he's doing all this funny stuff, like trying to lift super hard, mm-hmm. and like it's struggling, and being funny. And I'm trying to be serious in front of the camera. They only gave us like two or three takes. And I just kept geeking out because I heard like heard what Matt was doing in the background. And it was just, you know, met on set and been chatting a little bit here and there. But it's pretty funny. I have not seen the uh, internet commercial since I might have to try to look for it. But, uh, yeah, that was the first well, time if we, we met. find it,
1: we one hundred percent have to uh. include it in the show notes, uh, because that is something yeah. that the people definitely want, yeah. but Matt, okay, so let me ask you about being a comedian in l a is it something that you? have always done and then you move to la are you from la and you like grew up watching comedians do stuff like what's your story because i and everybody else out there on the internet does not know who you are really
0: yes totally what if what if i had like such an ego i was like oh there's people who know like actually (laughs) it's like 400 people know who i am in this city (laughs) that's
1: great that's a uh, lot
0: actually i don't know that's just a number that i just pulled out of my ass but (laughs) i uh, i'm from southern illinois so Mm. very 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 the reason why i specify southern illinois is because it's like super country bumpkin so nothing like chicago it's Mm. cornfields and i don't know have you ever been to a cracker barrel either of you guys me personally no
1: i'm i'm foreign so no uh, i didn't
0: know if you had gotten that deep into american culture yet to mm. where you'd gone to a cracker barrel (laughs) it's uh it's a very southern Southern restaurant, so I grew up around a lot of those David, mm-hmm. you said you've been to one before?
2: I'm from Milwaukee, so yeah. yeah okay yeah so middle america they have that Um, okay
1: you said that like people should know so should our foreign listeners know that milwaukee is like basically all cracker barrels like you just get off there no but in between
2: milwaukee and like where he's from along that highway there's a bunch of cracker barrels yeah it's a frame of reference
0: basically you live in the middle of nowhere so (laughs) okay
1: but so wait so do they sell crackers in barrels at this restaurant like what are we
2: there's a bunch of barrels and shit and like uh farming equipment on the like decorations oh, yeah. on the walls. It's a chain restaurant.
0: It's a chain restaurant okay. and it is mostly white people. So, yes. you know, it's like it's it's <laughs> so David of, fits
1: in real yeah.
0: well. Yeah, 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 it's it's definitely a very and there's like an old toy shop from like the 1800s. Would you say, David, it's like yeah. there's still like slingshots and useless <laughs> stuff that nobody buys anymore. Okay. So anyways, I grew up in an area like that. So I moved to Chicago first and then I moved to L.A. And I started doing comedy when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. So I started really, really young. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny that you ask that because a lot of times people do start comedy when they move to Los Angeles and things aren't necessarily working.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, So
0: if an actor stops working, a lot of times they'll do stand up. So it's nothing weird to see someone like – you know if mar well mario lopez is a bad example cuz he's actually working but if you saw someone like Zach from save by the bell mm-hmm. and he started doing stand up comedy it would be very on brand so So, are you
1: telling me that, like, if I was to go to like the Laugh Factory and I saw like a famous '90s sitcom actor and they're doing comedy, Dustin Diamond, Dustin Diamond's doing comedy, I'm like, that guy's career is circling the drain. Is that like absolutely okay? Okay. (laughs) Absolutely,
0: it's the hardest art form to master. But for some reason, when people's career just goes down the shitter, they're like, I think I'm going to do stand up. You know, like Stormy Daniels did stand up. (laughs)
2: And it's oh, so wow. difficult to do,
1: and it, but yeah. I think it's funny because it's like to do to do quote unquote stand up. It's like no one has to necessarily book you. You can go to like an open mic, right? So it seems like a yeah. sort of a you don't have to be good, but you can get on a stage and get an audience like pretty quickly. But you could Absolutely. be terrible.
0: You okay. could be completely horrible, and most wow. people are whenever they start out. But you see a lot of really bad comedy in Los Angeles. But the thing is, is if somebody has, let's say. Credits like Zach from Safe by the Bell. I've never seen him do stand-up. I'm just using him as an
1: example. Zach, he has it out for you, dude. Seriously. I he needs to fucking. Come Zach out. will be at the Laugh
2: Factory this
0: Thursday. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend cheated on me with Zach Morris,
1: yeah. so he's Matt's a- actually <laughs> opening for Zach this weekend. Uh, Make sure you get I out am. there.
0: You know, he's gonna be signing trapper keepers.
1: <laughs> I don't know show. what that is, but I'm laughing like I know what yeah. that is. Because that, that must be an American like, thing. Like a, a three-ring ring binder, binder that you oh, like in a fold-up. A three-ring binder, yeah. You guys call them trapper keepers? Yeah, it was a
2: brand. Yeah. It was a brand. It's like Kleenex.
1: See, uh, now we always make Australia, make fun of Australians for coming up with weird names for words like this yeah, is.
2: But it was a brand that yeah. we okay. called the thing like a Swiffer
1: instead of like a,
2: yeah. a room that like Cle- give a me a Kleenex. It's just a okay, tissue. Coffee. Okay,
1: gotcha. And it
0: kind of do- I guess it dominated the three ring binder it did.
1: market. Space. There. Yeah. So okay.
0: no, they 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 dominated. It's like you know in the South a lot of times you're like yeah I want a Coke and they'll be like what kind and you'd be like Mountain Dew. Like Coke <laughs> is kind of what they call oh. all soda.
1: I would At be extremely confused in that situation. See, did you guys yeah. call
0: it soda pop? No, we didn't. That's okay. My girlfriend's from Minnesota.
1: Okay. Okay. So pop. we call pop soft drinks. Like, oh, would you like a soft drink? You guys don't say which that, is right? soda. No. Yeah, it's like right? soda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's
2: a couple of little spots like in the Midwest where they call it pop. Okay. And mm-hmm. the first time I heard, it, I'm like, what the hell are you guys talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sounds crazy. Yeah.
1: That's so funny that your country is so big that you could be like, he's fucking <laughs> <like an> idiots <laughs> down here. Yeah, talking about. My country's got, like, five people in it, so, you know. Yeah, where are you from? Um, I'm Australian, yeah. Australian, okay. So, okay, so wait, so, okay, so you were doing comedy out there. Is is that, did you want to move to L.A. to, like, pursue acting and, like, the entertainment field?
0: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I always wanted to end up in L.A., and I just went to Chicago basically to appease my family. Mm. You know, I went to college. I got a degree in theater, which is useless.
1: No, very useful. Get a degree
0: in very. theater, you know. I mean, you... It depends on how good your teachers are. But, you know, you can wait tables at some pretty good restaurants if you get your theater degree. A
2: Cracker Barrel.
0: Cracker Barrel. Absolutely. You know, I would have been promoted to owner if I would have just stayed in the Midwest. It's like, this guy has a theater degree. Just let him run the whole joint. Yeah.
1: You know. He must be good.
0: Hey, I try. I try.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. And so, and then tell us what it was like working with one of the weigh-ins. I mean, I'm a big fan, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it was actually really awesome. I actually met Marlon through doing standup because mm-hmm. what's, what's cool about comedy is you actually have a closer proximity to celebrity. So let's say you move to Los Angeles. It's not weird to see somebody who's kind of on the bottom rung and then see, also see Chris Rock. Let's say mm-hmm. in the same room because comedians, they're it's not like they're all doing the same shows, but there's only so many places that they hang out at. Totally. So I met Marlon Wayans at a place called the Ha Ha, and we were both on the same show, and he was just really cool. And he put me on a pilot that he was actually gonna put up for the CW. So it never actually aired, but that was like my first credit. Totally. I, just, I just have no proof that it even happened, you know, because it didn't that's air. That's
1: okay. So. We, had a, we had a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago uh, called Mikey DaGoddess, and he was in a scene with um, Devin Sawa, which got cut. <laughs> it got cut in this movie that's coming out, and um, yeah, he has the footage. So, I mean, it still counts,
2: you know. Yeah, totally. And would they let you get some of that pilot footage or not for... I don't use think so,
0: because what it was, it eventually became a show that he had called Funniest Wins. Mm-hmm. And that oh, was sort of okay. the genesis of it. And then it evolved into something else. So... I almost feel like if they gave me the footage, it's kind of like it's already aired in another mm-hmm. form, but they like, mm-hmm. tweaked it and changed it a lot. So That's
1: annoying. I mean, and yeah. you hear stories like that all the time in LA, like where it was almost or you were like, they uh-huh. recast, you know, set, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That is a show that they reshot the pilot like so many times. And then the iteration sure. that went forward, it's like, I think it was the guy that's the milk guy david we always talk about him he's also in mythic quest what's it yeah name? He,
2: it's like fle- he, they fuck with him constantly yeah and he wasn't he just wasn't there they, that day they, that they reshot yeah. the pilot which is crazy his character so, in the yeah. show they ruin his life and yeah, yeah he, that's right he just couldn't reshoot that day and then so mac stepped in um the guy who plays mac and then that one got greenlit
1: yeah that's Rob crazy mackalon yeah Is that guy last name? I think uh, so. now he, and now he owns a football team in like ireland with ryan reynolds yeah yeah, yeah. so good he's good do- him so that guy really just shouldn't have been sick that day because he fucked up big time <laughs> like just goes to show don't say no ever burn so yourself out you do everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway that's why okay, everybody's
0: so codependent in los angeles yeah, because it's no, like if i say no it could ruin my life
1: yeah so that i, I won't get to own a football team with fucking ryan reynolds and my life will be shit um All right. Well, that's you. I can't wait to talk more about where we can find you and and all those good things. But for now, let's talk about someone else who constantly shows up in all the places. Uh, A little man I like to call James Bond. He likes his martinis shaken, not stirred. And he likes his women breathing with a pulse. Uh, That's pretty much the only requirement. Who chose this movie? Did you choose this movie, Matt? I actually did, yeah. Okay, so is this your favorite Bond?
0: Pierce Brosnan, I think, is the most James Bondy Bond. Like, he I, I would have to is, agree. He, he seems like James Bond, even if you'd only seen him in Missed Out you'd be like, "What's James Bond doing in Missed Out <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> Well, let's, let's back up. Have you guys know. seen all the Bonds? Have you seen Sean Connery? Have you seen? Yeah, the- I've mm-hmm. seen.
1: I'd say I've seen every single Bond. There's actually an Australian Bond. Do you know about him? He was in one Bond. <laughs> I Which one bond. was he? One
0: Bond, to- please. Yeah, it's George
1: Lazenby. He's Australian. it is. He is Australian. So, yeah. and you know what? When you look at him as a Bond, he does. He looks pretty similar to how uh-huh. Jay, to his brother looks. I agree with you. I think also it depends on when you grew up. Like I think my mum would say that Sean Connery is her favorite Bond um, because that's who she like grew up watching. And is but- he
2: the OG? He's
1: no, he no. I don't think he is the OG. The OG is much older. He is I want to say David Nielsen. I I could be wrong but you might be right. I have to look at the, the timeline of the Bonds.
2: Yeah, I was just asking, like, when you said maybe we'll talk about, or we'll talk about the favorite one, I've really only seen Daniel Craig Bonds. Really? This is the only other I see I know he did it. I knew Sean Connery was a Bond, but watch a full movie. Actually, I checked that. I did see Die Another Day because I remember seeing the Holly Berry one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. So I don't have too much to compare. So I'd say I, Daniel Craig for me is my favorite because that's really all I knew. I,
1: I like Daniel too. I think he's a great iteration. Who is the next one? Did they already announce it? They were talking about
0: Idris Elba for a while. They were for a long time. He would have been a great Bond yeah. just because he's so like... I feel like he fits the mold. Totally. He's like he would be a good bond.
1: He's almost doing a version of Bond. If you guys have ever seen the show Luther, um, where he's kind of a detective. It's great. It's a UK show. Um, but I would have to look it up. But I think Idris is getting a little older now. I think they tend to go on the younger side. But don't they usually
0: aren't they usually kind of middle-aged? James Bond. Maybe
1: late 30s. I feel like well, how old do you think Pierce is in this, in this movie? Like get best guesses.
0: It's weird because you know how you see something whenever you're younger and then they still always seem older? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Nirvana. Yeah. I'm like Kurt Cobain was old, but he was like twenty seven. I'm oh older God. Than him now. So it's makes like, me wanna But die. you have that mindset of still viewing it as an adult through a little kid. Mm-hmm. So he probably was late thirties, actually. But for some reason I always feel like bonds were like Roger Moore seemed like he might have been like in his forties or fifties. Sean
1: Connery definitely got up there before they like Yeah gave him the boot for pierce but um for sure he was with a yeah.
0: walker and like the last one they're like all right you gotta stop doing this
1: <laughs> he's in a wheelchair and he's like hello pushy galore. would you like to take a ride <laughs> <on> my, <laughs> on my lap? yeah so okay so then so you picked this one i mean i will admit this was the most iconic one when i was a kid mm-hmm. but for a very stupid reason because we had the video game did you go oh, the video also? game was
0: amazing way better yeah. than the
1: movie <laughs> i mean i just remember so we had like a lot of game consoles when I was a kid but I have two younger siblings and I was like always lost to get on there because my siblings would be like fighting over it but yeah I just remember golden eye being and it's so funny to rewatch it as as an adult let's jump into it so sure I must have missed this as a kid but the golden eye is like this weird looking box like crystal cube thing that is what it's like the doomsday device essentially uh, it can, like
2: electromagnetic mm-hmm. pulse right yeah but With it's actually two, two gorgeous gold keys that right. you have to put in simultaneously, simultaneously. turn uh-huh. on yeah and it's from a shot from a satellite
1: so i don't know if every bond movie Plot is this random, but I definitely watched this pre podcast and was like, there are so many plot holes in this movie. Like, totally. You know, that they stole the helicopter from the one place, and then it just, I guess it, they still do it in the Bond movies now, but it seemed like a lot of effort. To do certain things that they were doing. Yeah, I definitely
0: think, and I don't know what this is, but I don't know if we've actually gotten smarter as a society or we're just naturally better at making movies. But it does seem like people were dumber when you go back and just watch stuff in the 80s because everything has so many plot holes. And then you go to the 90s, and I don't know if it's just like a cocaine hangover (laughs) because everybody was just doing so much blow in the 80s that they're just like still kind of running off of fumes from that Mm -hmm. in the 90s. But there's so many, not to go off topic, but there's so many like bad movies from the 90s that still kind of hold up because they're just so bad that they're good. Like Con Air or Snake Eyes or Face Off.
2: So speaking about those, that realm of movies or that um, vein of movies, and this may explain some of the plot holes during um, shooting of this True Lies came out with Arnold Schwarzenegger and it fucking crushed at the box office. The original script for GoldenEye was super close to this film. So while they were shooting, they had to rewrite a bunch of scenes.
1: So they weren't didn't seem like they were just ripping off
2: a film. Ripping off a movie that just was out right now. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like action, comedy. So they had to redo, rewrite a bunch of stuff um, while they were shooting it to make it far from that. So they weren't just parroting a movie that just came out. That
1: is mm. super interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: That would but be yeah, scary.
1: I mean, okay. So let's let's just quickly walk through the plot. Uh, Matt, you're the guest. Why don't you give us like some of the highlights? So it's basically, we meet Bond in a what is that place? Like a dam?
0: Yeah, it's like a dam in the beginning, and um, it's James Bond versus I don't know seventy five, a hundred, two hundred people, something, some absurd number, yeah, which in the nineties. Yeah, it's it's James Bond versus all of Russia. <laughs> and then in the 90s, you're like, The yeah, entire
1: Soviet Union is yeah, the here. And
2: the dam was the hardest level in the video game, too. As I oh, it's hard. And yeah. so
1: they've basically got all these like toxic gas tanks, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he, somehow they don't kill him. Right. And he somehow manages to shoot everyone and does not uh-huh. get shot at any point. Yeah. Um,
2: no, him, like him and also seen being. Sean Bean, <laughs> um, who is 006...
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, six. So is that text. better or worse? Like, do you want to go higher? Does or like, do you want to? Or go is it lower? like golf? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like your number.
0: <laughs> yeah, like double O one is just like uh, an an obese agent. that's just it's, it's <laughs> diabetes medication. Yeah, it's really. He's Sean
1: shape. Connery in a in a wheelchair. He's like, yeah, Hey uh, willow. Do you
0: want yeah. to
2: come? He just that's says double O one. He, he won't retire, <laughs> so they can't <laughs> give his number to somebody else. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Yeah, he's okay, so, just a sad one.
2: So
1: they're in the dam. I am gonna be honest with you. I was unclear as to why they were there. They were blowing it up, right? Were they blowing it up?
2: I think they were blowing it up. And, they were blowing um, it up because yeah, they're making chemicals or something like that, probably for an attack. Um and that's why they're like for England and they were trying to save the day, basically
0: yeah and in back then in the 90s you're talking about like plot holes and everything you didn't really need to give a lot of reason for why people were doing things now i feel like in movies they make human nature more complex but back then it was like good guys are good and bad guys are bad
1: he has an and accent just, he's a bad guy get over it move on he's Bruce got story.
2: guns they got guns yeah. he's got They've a time yeah, yeah exactly yeah uh, he's got a then, ponytail that was the thing so he gets out of there seen being get shot and then he's running for his life or does he or does he does it uh running for his life they're chasing him out of there this fucking guy grabs a motorcycle aces down an airplane and says fuck it jumps off (laughs) this is where i start geeking out (laughs) jumps off a cliff and the plane is literally nose diving with no pilot in it and james is like i can do this like the ego (laughs) this guy to jump off with no parachute and just dive bobs catches up with the plane gets in there pulls it up at the last minute i was just I, that, that kind of threw me yeah off.
1: and then the next Slims scene is like the and then the next scene is like nine years later <laughs> and he's driving this really fast car a on, on a fucking windy road with money penny is that money penny i think it is money Penny, probably. and then he starts like flirting with this other woman putting all these people's lives in danger <laughs> on the road he almost kills a bunch of cyclists he go- so then he goes to england we smash cut to england he fucks money penny right or he tries to well, he, oh no he bangs it's not the
2: chick in the oh, car my God, it's not money penny yes
1: she's like assessing him yeah. sorry i'm getting that, confused hmm. and then and then we go to england and then we find out there's a thing and then it's a james bond movie and he goes and he bangs all these women For and sure. stuff
2: Play
1: some Baccarat. Yeah, it goes to a casino. you got to go to a casino if you're James Bond because you've got to order a drink and you're not going to be doing that if you're like trying to chase somebody down at a supermarket. He's like, I'll take a martini, shake it, not stir. They're like, sir, the ice cream (laughs) is in this aisle. And yeah.
0: And not to mention the villain flashing forward a little bit because there's 006 who's a villain, but then there's the girl who's also the villain that kills men by wrapping her legs around.
1: Key Jansen. Who is, is that how you pronounce her name? That is her actor. Yeah. That's her real name, but her yeah. character Zena name on is on a top. On a top. And she's yeah. always on top. The fuck is going on with and these people? She movies has in the great
2: 90s. inner thigh strength that can crush a man.
0: For sure. And I remember that was the conversation because I think it came out when I was like in fourth grade. And that was when my parents actually gave me the talk, the Birds and the bees talk after Goldeneye because I had so many questions.
1: Like, what are I they remember, doing rolling around?
0: Yeah, I was like, why is she barking like a dog and wrapping her legs around <laughs> dudes and killing them? And for a long time, I thought that's what sex was. When mommies and daddies oh love each other, Matt,
2: they bark and scratch at each other. They do, you know? <laughs> that was
0: that was more or less because my mom didn't want to have the conversation with me. So she's like, you know, it's just, as long as, her, what she said was, she's like, that's okay as long as you're married. And I was like, so it's okay to do that as long as you're married. She goes, as long as you're married. And then I remember we went to a church and I asked my mom, I was like, so does Ron Henwood, that was the name of our pastor as a kid. I was like, does he do that with his wife? And my mom goes, probably.
1: And so for a long <laughs> time, like, I just thought fuck? that it was
0: what happened in GoldenEye. Wow. The church this, I'd go yeah.
1: to. Bond is definitely yeah. the way you want to teach your kids about you know, sex yeah, and boundaries sure. and consent. So let's dive into it. So this, <laughs> the topic of this podcast is age like milk. So obviously we have to call out things that haven't aged very well from the nineties. So Matt, with that in mind, what's the first thing that comes to mind on rewatching this film? What are we almost, almost 30 years later, right? Almost Coming 30 up. years later. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it. I don't think it holds up. I think it's. No, I'm saying what. What stood out to you? As something. Yeah. Out. Okay. What <laughs> stood out to you as a something that maybe is controversial or has like aged badly from the film? Something specific. Something specific.
0: I'm actually going to echo what david said because the first it's in the first like 10 minutes of the movie james bond he's cornered by all of russia as we talked about and he steals a motorcycle and he drives it off a cliff (laughs) and as he drives it off a cliff he's swimming through the air like he actually Uh like swims through the air like synchronized swimming and then he catches up with the pilot gets in the front seat and then lifts the plane all the way up. And then I remember when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is like really hard for me to suspend belief. I feel like I'm watching... (laughs) Nicktoons.
1: Yeah. yeah. The the action in movies has definitely gotten more sophisticated, I think.
2: This was the first time um, they used CGI in a Bond. So some of that Mm -hmm. was kind of cheesy, but it was the first time doing it, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially early 90s, mid 90s, when it was becoming prevalent in film. They were trying it out, especially like the EMP. The, all the electrical stuff going on. So it seemed a little forced in some parts. And then some parts it was like, yeah, you probably had to use it to get that uh, across. Mm-hmm.
0: But mm-hmm. people used to go to movies to escape believability. Now it's like, we were like, I want it to feel like it's really happening in my life. Like back then. You want the anxiety? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want to feel the anxiety and hopelessness that i feel in waking life i don't want to escape anything now it's almost like everything has to be real like
2: star wars has to be real Yeah, know fucking loser he wouldn't be able to flip like that with that lightsaber we'll <laughs> for <see>. sure
1: <laughs> well i want to bring it back to what we were talking about before like the sex and the consent i think for me on re-watching it i mean and david and i talk about this all the time in movies the women in the bond i don't want to say in all the bonds but specifically in this bond were very much kind of devices for james's character and i definitely think the consent thing is um something that we should raise because these women talk
2: about hr um the one lady and she's all dressed up he starts hitting on her he's like this is probably you know, uh, goes against HR policy. And he says some other like slick line. And yeah,
1: little, I mean, totally. They creepy. literally, is he the horniest person on <laughs> planet Earth? Because he's literally. Trying to roll around with every single person, yeah. and there's even a scene after something blows up, and they're like in a field, and he's like, "Well, you know, like, should we? Because we're alone." And then the American guy comes through, and he's like, "Oh, let's go, boys!" And all these people stand up from the grass. Like he was just about to fuck this lady.
2: And Pierce Brosnan stands up, and his dick's up. <laughs> <laughs> that huh. yeah it's so crazy it's oh, like james just pop sent pop me up.
0: another dick pic again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah james bond has never been turned down in a movie that's the thing like i don't know i actually haven't seen any of the daniel craig ones which is crazy oh, I, haven't damn. Seen them. I haven't seen casino royale
2: oh they're great yeah they're all pretty good and judy yeah, dench is in those
0: as well mm-hmm. but he never gets turned down
1: No. And that's what I'm saying with consent. It's like, what is he? Listen, I am the only woman on the call. And I think that Pierce Brosnan can get it. Like I was watching this and I was like, yeah, I see it. He's sexy. I mean, he's hairy as shit. Like Daniel Craig is not hairy like that. He's, you know, waxed in all the places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do I think I would be super DTF after seeing, you know, a bunch of people die and some shit blow up I'd be like, you know what, let's go have a shower, you know, and uh, just chill out a bit. Maybe we go somewhere more private and then and then we can talk. But even the women who sort of don't initially want James, at least in this film, because we should specifically speak of this, they eventually do want him. It's like it mm-hmm. it's a little back and forth where it's like, oh, no, James, like blah, blah, blah.
2: There's Judy Dent is the only person that calls him out on it, like really calls him out um she's like you don't like my methods you think i'm just like a pencil pusher look at the numbers i think
1: this this is the first film judy played m because there's a couple of references to oh i heard a woman's running mi5 now so the the dynamic between them is very interesting between Pearson and judy dench's character i like
2: that yeah kind of button heads yeah it's
0: definitely it's definitely i feel like the most cartoony too, of all the James Bonds, because you had the ones before, but they didn't have the special effects to really like back it up. So it wasn't necessarily that they're realistic, but they were kind of more realistic in a way like Octopussy or uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. That's, that's Roger Moore. Right? Yeah. Like, well, those I... were kind of realistic to where GoldenEye was so cartoony.
1: Yeah. Or I was thinking like, were they so camp that they just leaned into it? You know, like, whereas this one was kind of riding the line between being a big Action thing will with still the elements of like the silliness because I think the Daniel Craig ones, the most recent Daniel Craig one at least, like yeah, the villains are really they've changed. You know they're very mm-hmm. complex. They're very you always see like the why. In this, it's like they are Russian, so therefore they are they're bad baddies.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. bad guys from every nineties movie. Like I said, it's it's always guys with ponytails. I mean, 6 O Six doesn't have one, but it's a guy with a ponytail and he just wants to do bad things. There's no backstory.
2: Right, it's, it's like just- coming off the Cold War. Yeah, exactly okay. so I think well, this one wasn't um this is like the first one that didn't go along is it Ian or Ian Fleming's books For Ian sure. Fleming yeah Ian Fleming's mm-hmm. books or stories
1: seen bean seen
2: Ian Bean. Seen Ion. Um, so that's kind of interesting so they kind of just went and did their own thing as far as the the script goes for this
1: one. Okay, that's interesting. Well, and also it sounds like they had to do some rewrites kind of on the fly, David, Mm -hmm. from what you were saying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I also think it's interesting when you watch James Bond films, it's kind of a cultural temperature check in terms of, like, who were the bad guys, like you said, Matt. It's clearly people with ponytails or Russians. Like there was obviously some lingering (laughs) cold war era stuff. Cause I think in some of the Uh, earlier ones, there are bad guys from different places. Like I'm thinking of one uh, that I just remember watching it. And I think the bad guys were from like China, you know, and it just goes to show that the changing of the, of the who's the threat right now, you know, like I think one of the newer ones as well is like, it's North Korea, right. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a, more prevalent threat now than yeah well now is weird this is actually very relevant for now i think
0: (laughs) yeah who's ever going to use the nukes is who james bond is going to be going up against whoever has the nukes in the real world i think
1: right okay let's talk about um alan cummings's character okay so that is something i wrote down so we do get to see inside this i don't even know what that is it like a laser missile firm there's there's this character she's a programmer and then there's alan cummings's character and he's a programmer and he is so wildly sexually aggressive to her he like changes her computer screen so there's this woman with big boobs in like a graphic he like makes her password like boobs and knockers (laughs) knockers and ass and it's like dude (laughs) Do you not want to sexually harass your coworker? Like maybe just try not doing that right now? I don't know. Yeah. That yeah. actor's name, the, the, the actress who is the female love interest is uh Isabella Scorpaco.
0: Isabella Scorpaco?
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was something that stood out to me. Like the, the sexual (laughs) harassment. For sure,
0: Um, It's almost like a fifth grader wrote it too. Like he walks in, he's going to change your password to knockers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, quick, what's another word? What's something that you can't take with you, but you sit on and what is it like?
0: It was chair. Chair.
1: It was chair. Mm. I think so. Okay. Well, that's not very (laughs) sexual. no. No, I was like, wait, Oh, really- I went
2: from knockers to chair. Gotcha. <laughs>
1: yeah. It doesn't really fit with what I was saying, but yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> but to your point, he was, fucking, he was a creep. He was a creeper.
1: Weirdo. And then he, it turns yeah, out he, he was sure. a bad guy. He turned yeah, on so, her.
2: Out. He dipped yeah. out because he knew what was coming. Everybody she survived died. that. She reaches mm-hmm. out to him. He sets her up again and gets her caught saying like, don't trust anybody. Meet us over here. And that's when she gets wrapped up.
0: And the movie too, another another side note, the movie too is kind of made for kids, but it's like an awkward movie for parents to watch with their kids at the same time because there's a lot of really cheesy jokes in it. Do you remember the guy? Forget the actor's name. He's doing the thing with the pen to where he twists the pen around. and then, That's, that's, Alan, Cummings. Okay, yeah, that's Alan Cummings. Okay, that's Alan Cummings. Okay, okay. Yeah, Boris. So there's like so many lines that Alan Cummings says in it to where he's like, I'm invincible. And that's like something that I remember – all the little kids in the theater laughing at that. And I thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious, mm-hmm. but it's like such an awkward movie to There's, watch with. Parents. The
1: sex stuff is just with the, the bad yeah. lady is just so I just,
2: I, I think wonder I... if they had a deal with Nintendo 64 for the video game before this movie was, uh, was released because yeah. it was PG 13, but at the same time he killed more people than in any other bond film interesting like 47 people really yeah compared to any other so that was that marketing thing in in place beforehand with nintendo and to your point did they not dumb it down but write to adolescence to try to get that fan base to be able to push this video game it's very
1: possible i mean so much of this is like marketing driven and like spin-off driven right Mm -hmm. these these franchises
0: yeah, um sure. I, especially with the comments like knockers and stuff like that oh my like God. if they would have done that in an adult movie like the movie closer or something like that like <laughs> you know what i mean like to where it's like very adult dialogue and they put that in there it's like there's certain things that were, market, that were like marketed to fifth grade boys
1: totally and and on that note xenia on a tops character uh, or oh should shit sorry that's the character name um i i was cringing. She was so sexually aroused by all of the danger and all of the violence. And that is something that a fifth grade boy would be like, that's so funny. And like, whatever, you know, she Uh, is like, like, wait, little kid, you not knowing why she's barking. Like she literally is essentially coming on our scream. Yeah. She
2: sprays down that whole room full of people and she's like moaning.
1: Yeah, she and she's like, everybody. and she's squeezing the guy, uh-huh. and she's like, ah, you know, she's groaning and she's moaning and she's so excited. It's like, who is this psycho? And like, <laughs> we never get an explanation. Like, is she okay? I don't think she's okay. Know, think yeah, she's a okay.
0: psychological evaluation. It's like she's the female Ted Bundy, but yeah. everybody's just like, I'm with it. I'm about it. Her
1: pleasure <laughs> is her ultimate weapon. She's like, you know, she's yeah. just so horny for violence, the same way that Piss is. <laughs> for every woman Everyone. that he yeah. sees in his life um another thing obviously that has aged is you know in these these newer james bond's I, a part of bond i always loved was the gadgets right like he, he goes and sees q and he gets all these cool things so you mentioned the pen so he gets this pen and it's like click three times and it it activates this bomb in this pen and then three times and it's off so james is watching this guy twirl his pen and he's counting and he's you know pick duck <laughs> But that is such a cheesy weapon or gadget yeah. compared to some of the stuff we have now. But also
2: know? from a safety standpoint, you know, like it's like how many days with zero incident? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that place <laughs> would not really exist, you know, as a company. <laughs> like people are getting uh, blown up, thrown around. Yeah, that dude in throwers. the phone booth. Yeah, getting pushed up against the wall. I was kind of laughing. That at was that. a
1: very funny I side just, gag. That was for kids, yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every day. There's a couple incidents of people getting hurt. Yeah. It was like the PG
0: 13. I I feel like that's what it was. PG 13, which doesn't really exist anymore because you don't see very many PG 13 movies anymore. They're out there, but it was like, it was for kids, but it had stuff in there for adults. Yeah. So
2: what do you think? It's either like right now it's just PG or it's rated R. I think so. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: way it was in the eighties. I mean, Jaws was PG, which is crazy. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because that was before they had PG-13. I think it came out after Temple of Doom with Indiana Jones, because it's a PG movie and someone tore the person's heart out. And then people were like, OK, maybe we need a second rating.
2: They're just adding, adding to them. That's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I this
1: didn't is know that. made up now. A uh, couple of interesting did you knows about the film. David, I know you love these, but... Uh, isn't James Bond known for a different car? I definitely noticed that the BMW, play, it wasn't, was it a Bentley? Can you guys remember what the car uh, was?
2: Jaguar. It the was always a Jaguar? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Cause so. yeah, I was just And reading it was
2: out. UK or British vehicles. That Got they it.
1: Well, earlier. this one I saw was the first time a German sports car was used. It was the BMW Z3. And it was so successful, mm-hmm. <laughs> according to like Hollywood history. Um, yeah. It cost $3 million to put it in the film, but it rec- recouped the company $240 million in sales from that one thing. Um, and I just noticed it right away because usually he drives a different car. And so when they went into the gadget room, I was like, wait, that's not what he usually
2: yeah. drives. I saw, so, yeah, that bright blue drop-top mm-hmm. BMW. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this good was on also, them. They made, made the oh, money.
1: I mean, whoever did that deal was probably getting, you know, patted on the back all the way to retirement. It was such a big, oh, sure. big win. But also another interesting fact about this film, this was the longest gap between Bond films. So I guess A License to Kill in 1989 was caught up in litigation and there was like some issue. So yeah, this was the, this is the longest gap. Um, although yeah. So 89
0: was, was the last one before. Golden yeah. Eye.
1: So 89 and then to 90, what did we say this came out? 94, 95. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think 95. Yeah. Maybe 94.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah. So then the, um, the gap between specter, which was 2015 and no time to die tied the time. But, um, obviously that was to do with a little thing we like to call, Coronavirus. So uh-huh. that was for a different reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just like to see these, you know, these interesting things. I think what's cool about James Bond as a franchise is it's something that, you know, like our grandparents, because the first one came out in 1962, that they could experience. And then like our parents and, you know, now we're experiencing it. And then like, just so many generations have enjoyed this particular franchise in this character. So, I think Absolutely. we should have a female James Bond. I'm going to yeah. throw it out well, there. Well, they were
2: thinking yeah. about it with the last um Daniel Craig one. Mm-hmm. She was like oh, oh, 006 or something like that and they were thinking about having her. But she actually was 007 in the last mm-hmm. Bond. And then Daniel Craig comes back, and she kind of gives That's right. gives it back to him. But um, you have
1: to defer to a man as a woman. You know your place.
2: He's well, the real 007. Yeah, and then she was just next in line, right? <laughs> so <laughs> they were trying trying for that. So I think it's interesting whoever they replace it with. But um, she's a great actor, so they should at least give her a shot. Whoever else they bring in, to yeah, totally because it's girlfriend. it's a, it's
0: the longest running. I think it's the longest running movie franchise i will star wars mate well no star wars is is 70s so james bond is the longest running franchise and i
2: think does warner own it now because they bought mgm that's very possible
1: i say you know i try to stay on top of all these mergers but i feel like every day some company gobbles up some other company and that's like sure
2: yeah (laughs) i I think i think warner brothers bought mgm in the past like six seven months so now (laughs) they own that catalog
0: yeah Fast and Furious is going to be like James Bond in the mm. sense where they're just going to keep making those movies, even after well. Nolan, everybody is just
2: Fast and Furious Mars, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Another one interesting. you guys see who um, was up for this role? It Sheen, was Sheen uh, Bean. Yeah, Sheen Bean, who I would have liked because he's awesome. Mel Gibson, Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, and then I can't pronounce Ralph's last name. Was up for Fines, yeah. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph yeah, Fiennes, the who
1: played Voldemort in the Voldemort, Harry Potter franchise. Yeah,
2: Constant Gardner, Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, fantastic actor. But they were all up for this. And then Ralph actually became M after Judy Dench passed That's away. right. In some of the Daniel Craig movies. So he got his, you know, his Bond experience eventually. Crazy. But, My yeah, stupid, Liam Neeson did, turned it down, I think, because he didn't want to get typecast. Did Judy Dench pass away? Am I dumb or oh, did she just retire?
1: Oh, I yeah. thought you meant in real life. I was like, no. "David, where have I been?" <laughs> Jesus. I, I mean, the
2: past couple of years a
1: lot. I mean, that's out. what I'm saying. Yeah. Every day on Twitter, you're like, "Oh no, why is this actor's name t- trending? Please no. I need yeah. you to stay alive <laughs> person I've never met in my real life." <laughs> uh, no, this this is a great film. I think it it was one of the highest grossing James Bonds from what I read. So, obviously, they were very happy with it um to me it also does mark a change like we were talking about because cgi was coming in this was the first james bond to be released on dvd like obviously you know these stories have to change with the times and this was a great example of them trying to figure out you know like with video games with like the new medium with who is this new character we have like a new m you know i think every movie as much as it's the same guy has the opportunity to sort of re-envision the story so i'll be really fascinated to see what they do with it next and listen i went and saw the last three james bonds in the theater because i think it's a great fun time at the movies um
2: so yeah it'll be interesting to see and i asked you too how how do you the openings are iconic i get that Mm -hmm. how do you feel about them personally
1: i mean I, i feel like they're a little sexist
2: okay sexist but that's a good point I'm just talking about how long these oh
1: they're very long are. so yeah. you're
2: sitting in a movie theater you're waiting 45 minutes just for Nicole Kidman to show up now in AMC <laughs> to be like okay now we can start the movie somehow
1: <laughs> something feels good to play. Yeah. I forget what she says I did know it off my heart for a hard second yeah
2: and then the movie starts for those international listeners fond. who
1: don't know there is a chain of movies it's pretty much the biggest chain I think well at least in California that I've seen it's called AMC and Nicole Kidman is currently you <laughs> before every film she does this like what would you say it is two three minute commercial yeah. about amc where i already am i've yep. already got my money <laughs> and it's very cinematic and she's wearing this sparkly pinstripe suit she steps through a puddle as she goes inside and it's become like a huge joke amongst <laughs> memes and internet people she's like yeah. somehow life feels good in a place like this or whatever the fuck she says yeah she's yeah, um, talking
0: about how your life is so much better it's like we have already the movie money
1: yeah so. like we know thanks Nicole.
2: keep coming yeah. back to escape yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you're it's just, right they
1: are very very long they're very, long. I, they're very long. I think
2: Billie Eilish won like an Oscar and so did Nadelle yeah. For, for the world for is movies. not enough yeah I think they both won Oscars yeah. for two different movies mm-hmm. for the opening songs
1: yeah I mean that that's a huge I mean imagine being an artist and being like oh my god I'm doing like the uh, iconic opening scene song for the next James Bond like that's huge
0: that's how but, I feel like you know you've reached mega stardom is like if yeah. you're doing the opening for James Bond like they're not asking, you know, a local garage band no. to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like...
1: You got Super Bowl, box. you got James
2: yeah. Bond. <laughs> the Rolling Stones, I think the Stones turned biggest. it down for this movie. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl or James Bond? James, for this uh, specific old night, Rolling Stones turned down to do the theme song.
1: Did they say why? Did you talk to them about it? Uh,
2: no, but you know what really it kind of annoyed me? The, uh, so, the music that was playing while they were driving in the car. Okay. The chasing it was super like offbeat and weird and it's like you couldn't have actually put a real song in this or at least like a a beat it was it threw me off it sounds like okay. video game music yeah pretty much yeah
1: maybe they already had the music picked out for the video game and they were like fuck we gotta put it in here somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: might as well you know. use this money that we spent yeah let's just put it right here
1: Yeah, well, it's getting to that time, guys, where we have to start thinking about thanking someone from the crew, and then we will get into um, what we think. But I will say overall, I do love the James Bond films, but I raise an eyebrow and we'll, we'll get into it when we make our assessments. But for now it's time to shout out someone that helped make this film that you know it takes a village david why don't you go first show us how it's done who you got yes
2: thank you thank you okay so i went with steve griffin because i saw a lot about stunts in this and he Mm -hmm. was um you know one of the stunt coordinators uh one of the stunt actors in this film Mm -hmm. he's got over 230 credits as a stunt person yeah he's still doing it Uh, he was a stunt coordinator on the batman stunt coordinator on the fast uh the fast saga f9 so he's had quite a career so far and he's still doing his thing and i saw one cool story i don't know if it was steve but in this movie they gave the guy who bungee jumped off the dam because they actually did that for Hmm. this movie they gave that stunt actor um the pilot role so they okay. got a little FaceTime in that plane when he, Pierce Brosnan wrestles with him, throws him out of the plane and he gets hit by a mm-hmm. motorcycle. They gave that to them. So I don't know if it was Steve, but uh, Steve, without, you know, your contributions, they can't make a movie like this. So Mm-mm. we see you and we appreciate you.
1: We see you and we appreciate you. Okay, I'll go next. We'll give uh, Matt another second to find someone to thank. I'm going to go with Debbie Debbie McWilliams, who was the costing for this film. Um, I think it was you know, pretty well cast. I don't know if you guys noticed Hagrid was in it, the guy who plays Hagrid. Uh Yeah, not a lot of super Russian people. I mean, everybody was speaking English, which is something I wanted to mention. You know, all these Russians are speaking English to each other in presumably Russia, uh, which... Why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just be Russian? But whatever. Uh, Debbie has worked on so many things. It looks like she does a lot of the James Bonds. Like she did Spectre, she did Skyfall. Um, but she's also done like and Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. So she's like in it, right? Like she's the go-to for the Bond. But she's also done things like Beyond Fear, which was a TV movie. Only Love. Um, before she did Eyes, she did the Jim Henson Hour. She did one episode. So that would have been fun because I bet that was different than James Bond. But yes, it takes the village. Casting is a very underappreciated art form. So Debbie, we see you and we, we appreciate you. And we see we
2: appreciate you. They also put uh, Mini Driver in this one.
1: That's right. They did. She had like yeah. a very little part, didn't she? Mm-hmm.
2: She so was a singer. I was strangling a cat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, the girlfriend of the, of the Bob boss Hagrid. Hagrid, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Matt, who do you want to shout out?
2: So
0: I am actually going to shout out Eric, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I am saying his name properly. He did the score for it, Mm. which I think the score was really, really good because in an action movie, it's not easy to perfectly make a good score because you're playing classical music, which a lot of times people don't listen to in their free time, but it works so well in action movies. So I feel like that's such a distinct art to be able to keep people captivated because if there's no music in an action movie it's just going to fall flat. Oh, it's like going to be like so no. It's yeah. so it's it's so important for a movie to have the right score in it. So he did an awesome job with that and also he did Fifth Element with Great film. Great movie. Love great great, great movie yeah. so the guy's Love got that some, movie. some some golden things under his belt
1: and you know what the music in that movie was also fantastic so good job his yeah. name's eric eric sarah
0: eric sarah, sarah. we see see you. appreciate you. And we it all, all
1: right be- you. before we do our assessment because that's the last thing we do matt where can people connect with you find you see your one-man show is there anywhere that they can you know see your creative juices at work
0: sure well, the one-man show, it's going to be up probably in December of 2022. Okay. And um, I'm still looking for a platform. We're trying to find a platform to stream it. However, if that does not happen, we'll put it on YouTube. Hmm. And uh, the best place to find me is probably Instagram because I have links to everything else on there. And on Instagram, I'm Matt Jones Comedy. Cool so, and very very simple, Matt Jones comedy.
1: What about cool. your podcast? Where can people listen to that? So that actually
0: premieres this Friday, and it's called well, the Friday the Friday the Thirteenth. Is it
1: Friday the Thirteenth? No. No. Oh, oh, no, 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 this is Friday.
0: What what day are we in? There's just one season in Los Angeles, so you don't have to right. realize what it's all summertime. Is. So it's it the twentieth. So that is going to be actually, yeah, May 20th. So by
1: the time we get to this podcast being released, it will have come out.
2: So that's it great. Will come out, so you can find, it find it on it. Spotify, yeah.
0: Apple, and it is called the Failed Self-Help Experiment. So it's just all the self-help that I've done. Nice. Cool. In Los Angeles, because so many people, you have to do self-help or else you become a drug addict. Yeah, you get addict, kicked so. out
1: if you don't do it. Yeah. If you're if you not constantly evaluating yourself.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So if you don't do affirmations and you're not doing a juice cleanse, then are you really in Los Angeles?
1: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> leave. Leave. no. Uh, yeah, Great.
2: We'll, well plug all that stuff.
1: Yeah. We'll put those in the show yeah. notes. Everybody go find Matt. Very hilarious. And now my friends we must decide if this film has aged like milk or not david just kick us off let's go let's hear it
2: okay all right so i'm gonna say this movie aids like an emp milk (laughs) so so on the on the whole of it you're like okay you know i can watch this i heard about this i want to take a drink and then you drink it and everything kind of blacks out because um there's, there's a lot of red flags. So, so
1: in the film, you have to explain what EMP is.
2: <laughs> I, electric magnetic pulse. So yeah, okay. it uh, shuts everything down just like in the film uh, once it's set up. So I, I think this movie did age a little bit. Um, I think that the newer Bonds, the ones I've seen, kind of went away from the over-the-top uh jumping at the the, uh, other women actors in the, in this movie. And then also I got to say it just like um, some of the choices, jumping off, jumping off the mountain or whatever to the plane was a little far-fetched. They could have just made it closer from when the plane jumped off to when he jumped off to make it more realistic. And then the CGI, I'm glad they jumped into CGI, but the technology has kind of aged yeah, since so yeah I do think this movie aged a little bit um, entertaining but I found myself kind of laughing and thinking more on the Austin Powers Michael Myers mm. um, take of things compared to the Daniel Craig version have Pentaverit. The Pantavid. Um, <laughs> fantastic show on Netflix. You should check it out. It's a new it's Michael show. It's something to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this movie aged a little bit.
1: Uh-huh. Matthew, Matt, Matthew, Matt.
0: Yeah, Matt Matthew slash Matthew. <laughs> I definitely agree. I think it aged a lot, though. I'm going to just say it aged horribly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this movie aged definitely like milk. I mean, with the clumps in it and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's tasty. Absolutely. Yeah, it's cottage cheese now. The movie's not even milk anymore. It's just cottage cheese. The reason why I say that is... Movies that age, every movie ages because every era has like different things that it taps into or whatever, but there's some things that age so poorly that it's beautiful. Like over the top with Sylvester Stallone or just like a lot of movies, great movie, but so silly and so Mm -hmm. cheesy. Now golden eye, it doesn't really fully go over to the cheesy era because it takes itself seriously. So there's a whole thing to where it's kind of hard to enjoy because you can't, watch it and be like oh this is so cheesy at the same time but it's also kind of serious so you kind of get lost in purgatory of like what is this is this a serious movie or is it kind of satire so for me i'm gonna have to say that it aged
1: good one what? good assessment Clumpy yeah. clump i we didn't even point out that there were no people of color yeah, apparently there's no people of color in russia or in any international organization at all no you know what let's just, there's no minorities. Let's just say what it is. So that plus what is clearly a fifth grader boy's sexual wet dream about how (laughs) women respond to a man in a nice suit and a nice car. For me, this aged also badly. I was trying to think of something, you know, it's like, it's like a, a milk that you left out in the Arctic Russian outside times. And then you think it's fine because it's cold, you know, it's and the chilling part is, you know, it's part of the Bond franchise. And then you go and you're like, oh, no, this is, you can't so drink
2: So almost like a nuclear milk.
1: A nuke milk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. Yeah. Good. So I think the newer Bonds do a great job. And then, like, to your point, Matt, like some of the older Bonds even um, are so silly in a way um like the sean connery ones no offense sean but like yeah 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 silly uh and these ones and also like but i feel like this one was like on the verge of becoming so self-aware like the names of the characters and like just the oh i yeah and maybe in 10 years we'll be like oh this is just like hilarious now but for me i'm like that woman is not having an orgasm from crushing that man with her thighs like yeah You know, um, that woman does not want to fuck you in a field, James. Like that woman is not going to fuck you in the car after you just tried to kill her by driving around on a steep hill and then we're flirting with the girl in the red convertible like nothing personally nothing makes me hornier than you know seeing the guy I'm with just absolutely want to fuck a chick in the car next to me and then pulls over and we didn't die so yeah yeah, I'm really ready to go at that point Yeah,
0: literally jumps (laughs) off of a cliff and Mm is holding them and it's like Mm -hmm. so you want to go out to the field
1: (laughs) (laughs) 100% like nothing nothing sexier and also like that's just a bit shitty because like Pierce Brosnan a handsome guy. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, take me out to dinner. (laughs) I don't know. Don't drive me off a cliff and then expect to get laid. So whatever. So yes, I think that's a three for three. It has age like milk, but we don't hate it. We still appreciate it as a Bond film, but watch it. Tell us what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at the age like milk pod and find Matt. Matt, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your jokes i cannot wait to see this commercial that you guys shot
2: yeah we'll together. try to find it But yeah i'm really i really want to see um see your show so you got to let us know mm. hopefully when you find that yeah. streamer or yeah. youtube but also people listening Send us what your what your Bond name would be, <laughs> like if you were a Bond woman character or a guy character. You know, get Oh,
1: if you're a that. woman character, it it has to be sexual. There yeah, is sexual. No, yeah. as a man, you can s- be anything.
2: Because yeah, a I woman. Think it'd be funny. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're a sexual villain guy, villain yeah. or a woman, I just think it'd be funny if you come up with some.
0: Yeah, 005. and she has to wear a bikini. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> Double. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm. Oh, hello, 007. I'm double D. How are you? You
2: (laughs) And it just doesn't look up at all at your eyes. Maintains strict eye contact
1: fierce with her. Um, Yeah. And he always has the
0: thing about James Bond. I think Daniel Craig, I haven't seen it, but they make him a little bit more vulnerable. That's the other thing, too, that makes them age so well, because he's never that but that's the old action model is the guy's like never vulnerable he could never cries hanging off of a cliff and he like watches his mom like fall (laughs) into a pit and then it's just like literally all he does is like just a single tear but it's or
1: or he smirks and tightens his tie he smirks and
0: his mom falls to her yeah
1: (laughs) daniel craig you're right they do make him a little bit more there's a very hot scene where he like is crying in the shower, and I remember thinking like, "Wow, that's so different." Like, because these other bonds are toxic masculinity. But he's and for-
2: masturbating while he's crying. Yeah,
0: so it still kind of cancels that out.
1: He is.
2: Am I? <laughs> I was like, kidding. is he really? <laughs>
1: no, I was I'm like, kidding. am I remembering the wrong scene? <laughs> like, wait a second. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Immediately goes and watches all and of the it's James Bond to chafing. find his He's chafing. It's not. He's not even sad about any, anyone that he. Oh, that's her. so interesting. I should. Uh, well, I should probably check that out just for a uh, research purpose. No, it's like, what know? are you
2: doing, babe? Oh, I just want to watch these other Daniel Craig ones. Interesting yeah. topics came up. Yeah. Just real quick. I just got to go watch.
1: But it's funny as well. Sorry, and I know we are ending the podcast, but uh Daniel Craig is like physically probably the most muscular and masculine looking of the Bond. So I think it is interesting what they've done with the franchise to make him more complicated and sad, um, sad and, and jacked, emotional yeah, and jacked and fierce masturbating scenes in every single one of them. There's just While crying. The director's like, do we, do we need this scene where he just jerks it for five minutes? We need it. Okay. We need, we need yeah. it. it's part of the franchise. It should
2: be the yeah. soft opening.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'd be a lot quicker than the opening that they have now uh yeah, so that would be sure. good well again matt thank you so much for joining yeah, us thanks for having me guys david for now you should go ahead and check your fridge
2: make sure that milk ain't spoiled gross milk is
1: gross that's our show email us at agelikemilkpodcast at gmail.com with all your suggestions and we will catch you on the flippity flop bye james peace <laughs> no one's named james yet